Hi everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Givens, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. Our story this week is called Space. I stood on the platform, deep beneath the earth in the bowels of the city, watching as the dark tunnel grew rapidly lighter, winced at the blast of the horn, the rush of humid air as the train roared past, saw my grimace reflected back on the faces of those around me. I pulled my phone from my pocket, briefly anchored to security, able to avoid eye contact that could lead to unwanted conversation for just a moment, just long enough to center myself as I stood rooted, solid, in the midst of the rush hour crowd. I cursed under my breath at a sudden jerk on my arm and looked up sharply, felt my anger subside as quickly as it had begun to rise when my eyes met the deep browns of the woman who had knocked roughly against me, recognized the weary exhaustion that ran in deep wells beneath her eyes, the downtick of her mouth, the face of a person unmoored, shaken, and bit back the sharp retort that was all too ready to be loosed from my lips. I had seen that expression far too often whenever I looked in the mirror, knew how little it would have taken for me to slip down a precipice during those moments, into an abyss that would have taken me weeks to haltingly, painstakingly, pull myself up from, sighed, and turned to the train as a door dinged open, standing back to avoid the flow of people exiting. Their conversations floated from them in pieces, voices rising and falling with restrained emotion, a testament to the stoicism of urban life, and yet, glimpses of heart still shone through, in love that danced lightly beneath the surface of their words. Sure, honey. I love you too. Let's do dinner out tonight. In cracks of vulnerability in weighty whispers into a phone. I just don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. I'm trying so hard. These were the windows into the intimate moments of strangers that would never cross my path in just that way again. And all I wanted was for them to move faster to get out of my way so I could take their place on the train that had just deposited them so unceremoniously before me. Excuse me. I shoved past a man who stood transfixed between the doors of the train, attempting to orient himself and collapsed onto a seat as the conductor's voice drifted down from the speakers, crackling through the aged equipment so it sounded tinny, as if passed to us through a gramophone my great-grandmother may have displayed proudly in the family sitting room long ago. Next stop, Mount Vernon Square. Transfer point to the Green Line. I lifted the earbuds that were draped around my neck, placing them in my ears, scrolling rapidly down the list of podcasts downloaded to my phone, my finger hovering over play. Do you mind if I sit? It was her, the woman who had jostled me earlier, the woman with the sad eyes that had washed over me, cooling my anger, and I held back a deep sigh, struggled to keep from glancing around at the handful of empty seats on this train of people as it shifted slightly, 
lurched forward, continued its journey to the next destination. Free country, I guess. It's all yours. Turn back to my phone, the 21st century version of a glare, effectively ending communication. Do not pass go. Do not engage. And yeah. Do you live in the area? She slid into the seat next to me, her voice low, carrying a slight vibrato of nervousness, a tremor that manifested itself in the slight shake of her hands, hands that seemed unsure of themselves, danced across her lap before finding companionship with the other, nodded together. Yeah, I do. And um, listen, I'm not trying to be rude, but it has been a long day, and I just want to zone out a bit, so if you could just... I haven't been home in a week. My husband cheated on me, and I have just been... You know on TV and in books, you leave and suddenly you're supposed to get your groove back. You're supposed to be happy, you make, you make these moves, and you're supposed to finally find your place. To find your people, but it's been a week, and you know what I've found? Loneliness. I brought my hand up, pinching the bridge of my nose, closing my eyes against the hazy yellow glow of the train lights, let out the breath I'd been holding in a long, slow exhale. It was always, always something in this city, always something. Ma'am, I, I'm sorry about what you're going through, but I'm not entirely sure what it is you expect me to do about it. I mean, maybe you should call one of your friends or your mom or... My friends don't know. Neither does my family. I haven't told them yet. I can't. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. What am I supposed to say that my husband stopped seeing me? That he started looking through me? Do you have any idea how embarrassing it is to tell people you became a ghost to the man you love? No. Can't really say that I do know what that's like. You know, you're the first person to look at me. Really look at me in days. And I'm not stupid. I know you're annoyed, but how do people live like this? I glanced around the train, noted the way people's bodies briefly touched, parted with each motion of the rail car. Strangers so at ease with the invasion of their personal space it would seem intimate under any other circumstance. The ability to catch the scents of shampoo, to reach out a hand and fix the exposed tag of a shirt, gently brush lint from a shoulder, to lock eyes and begin taking the first tentative steps on the journey towards understanding the soul of another before shyly looking away, overwhelmed by the magnitude of the task, the performance of intimacy, of closeness, all done in complete, unattached silence. You know what, I, I think people like being alone sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. I stood, the train slowing to a stop, grateful for an excuse to leave, to end this conversation, grateful for the escape offered. 
unless they're surrounding the one person who doesn't want that. The conductor's voice floated down once more. This is U Street Cardozo, transfer point to the green line in the direction of Branch Avenue. The doors chimed open. Moments later, they slid shut. Weren't you getting off? No, it's not my stop. She shook her head, glanced at me out of the corner of her eye, a small smile pulling at the corner of her mouth. You're lying. A heartbeat's pause. But thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back in about two weeks with another story for all of you. In the meantime, be sure to check out GoatRodeoDC.com to catch up on all the news surrounding the Goat Rodeo podcast. And sign up for the newsletter to make sure you're the first in the know when the newest podcast, DC Diary, hosted by Stephanie Logan, and Failure with your host Kate Riley, drop on the network. Until then, be well, and know that stories are all around you. This episode was produced by Ian Enright, and the music was provided by Ryan Little.